um, I've had tinnitus for four years now. And it's just that, um, I mean, I'm, I'm in the My Tinnitus Club. It's just having that support there. Like when I first got tinnitus, I, I felt totally on my own and I didn't know who to turn to. And, and, and that was a scary thing. But now that there's like, I've joined this club, I feel habituated, but I've still joined the club because I, you still need that support and you still need to talk and be with people who understand exactly what you're going through and what you're feeling and, and thinking and stuff like that. So, you know, my recommendation would be to be in a group because it's so good just to have that, have, just, just to have that back up there when you need it. Okay, so thank you, Frida. And, and, and just for everyone, eh, uh, I did not ask Sophia for a testimonial, but I think <laughs> Sorry. I, will, I will use this as a testimonial, Sophia, because this is the best testimonial I could have ever asked for. And you just, okay. you just, you just put it out there. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you yeah. Uh, no, you're welcome. You're welcome. Because this is why I've joined is because just like what I said, it's that support that you get from other people. And I think Shelley said the same thing um, that, that there's other people there that, that are going through the same thing and they understand how you're feeling. And that's really important to, to know that there's others to support you as well. Hello and welcome back to the Ring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and this podcast is all about the tinnitus science and the tools and strategies that you can pursue in order to get closer to the process of habituating to your tinnitus. That means not reacting to your tinnitus anymore, not being bothered by your tinnitus anymore. And as you have heard in the um, little bit longer introduction to this episode, it has to do with our community again. The community you can find at www.mytinnitus.club is an online community that I built um, filled with courses, weekly videos, um, frequent events in which we meet. Um, and this is exactly what I have recorded and in store for you as a podcast episode today as well. So today's episode is the first of three episodes of recordings of our Tinnitus live community events in which we talked about strategies towards habituation. And just so you have a little bit of a background, in the first event, which is the podcast episode today, we talked about the mindset and the tools that um, can favor the process of habituation and how you can start looking at your own belief system, at the things that hold you back and that the obstacles that you still face on your process to habituation. In the second episode, which will release Friday in a week, um, we talk about strategies of cognitive behavior therapy in order to foster your process of habituation. And in the very last and third episode, which will air two weeks from today, we talk about strategies of the acceptance and commitment methodology to foster your process of habituation. But let's give a word to our sponsors and then get right into the community episode where we talk basics of getting your process of habituation started. So let's do the intro and then get right into the episode. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing.
Before we get into the episode, a quick word to our sponsor. Actually, we don't really have a sponsor. Well, I myself am the sponsor of this podcast. See, I've been working to make this podcast work for about two years now. Been um, releasing episodes so you guys can get the most from what I do as a tinnitus coach, helping people worldwide to live their best life despite tinnitus. And today, in my own words, my own personal ad for our new tinnitus management platform. You can access the community management platform at www.mytinnitus.club and we have a fantastic management platform where you can access weekly videos all around the topic of managing tinnitus and tinnitus and cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, sleeping better with tinnitus, but you can also directly access from the membership platform events, the live events and the community live coaching sessions that we hold every few days. Another very great feature is that you have the ability to contact other members and if you set your settings, uh, you can even allow other people to see whether they are near you. So you can meet up with people from your area with tinnitus and who knows, maybe you're even going to make a few friends. So if you want to participate in our new tinnitus management platform, go to www.mytinnitus.club you can get access for three days for free and check out all the different topics, check out all the different possibilities to take online courses and to finally start living your best life despite tinnitus. Thank you very much for supporting the project and I'll see you there very soon. So welcome all of you to uh, this week's or this month um, uh, community tinnitus meeting. Um, some or no, actually most of you um, know me already and with some of you guys I've worked already in personal sessions and some of you guys are relatively new to the community like Sophia welcome Sophia again um, okay. and yeah uh, I'm just really excited to be doing this again we haven't been doing it in a while but I think it's always um, very nice to uh, see you guys to uh, have a little bit of a chat you guys have room to voice any questions I have a little bit of room to blab on about topics in a live setting that I think um have really revealed themselves to me in the last maybe weeks or month um, um, working with uh, some of you guys and, and also just um, reading the latest studies. Uh, yeah, but I guess um, the other uh, big thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about today and um, it came up in a few coaching sessions also that I, hey Frank, good to see you. Hi. 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 How are you? I think it's the first okay. time you've been in one of these meetings. I've never seen you before, eh? Yes, I'm new. Where, where are you from? I'm from California. Oh, nice. Where in California? Uh, Los Angeles. Oh, nice. We had um, um, uh, Tatiana, also from Los Angeles, a few months ago. She was very active in the community, and um, I'm still frequently talking to her. So great to have another one from uh, Los Angeles. Welcome. Thank you. Perfect. Uh, yeah, Frank, I just wanted to let you know as well that we're recording this meeting so we can later on publish it and so the rest of the community can also enjoy it. Um, just that you know that, and uh, I hope that's fine with you as well. Yeah, that's that's fine. Perfect. Fantastic. Great. Then um, what I wanted to talk to you guys now about is what I promised you I would uh, talk about, uh, and that is uh, strategies to uh, habituation. Now, um, I'm sure that uh, all of you have heard about habituation, right? So does is it clear to yeah. all of you guys what habituation would mean or what it would what the ultimate goal of habituation would be? Anyone? One minute. Yeah. I suppose it's uh, Sophia speaking here. It's just to end up that, that you don't take any notice of your tinnitus 
that you're living yeah. your life and it's always there in the background but you're kind of ignoring it and it's and it's a normal thing to do then yeah yeah it's kind of today in uh, in the in the session with Alon I um I sort of um I sort of described it as um you you learn how to swim and you never really unlearn how to swim right you it might be two years since you've last been in the water or you just you, you swim and you never really forget how to swim but with tinnitus and, and, and the habituation process, so if we do define habituation, then habituation um, means that you have no kind of reactivity towards your tinnitus whatsoever, right? So you have, you have no more uh, stimulation of your nervous system that you feel uh, tired or drained because of your tinnitus or uh, any emotional, like neither positive nor negative, right? We have to say also, right? So it's not that when the tinnitus is a little bit lower in one day, you're like, oh, yes, finally it's lower. And then the next day it's higher again and you're like, oh, no, no, it's, uh, you know, so to habituation, um, the, ideal, the ideal goal, and if we say that habituation is the ideal goal of living with tinnitus like you would live if you did not experience tinnitus, is that you don't react to tinnitus in any kind of way. Um, and, and, and I say that ultimately, in my opinion, and from what I've learned and from the people I've worked with over the past few years, um, and from my own experience, because um, I've had tinnitus since I was 19, I'm 32 now. And uh, I think most of you guys know that I'm deaf on this ear and I'm, I'm telling it every single time again. So apologies to the people who are always in this live, who watch all my videos. You guys know it, but I'm always have to repeat a little bit because I think it's important to put context to the story. Um, I was born deaf on this ear. My mom had an infection during pregnancy. And that's why my he the hearing nerve didn't develop properly on my left ear. And in my right ear, I have a, a hearing aid and a high-pitched tinnitus. So uh, it's very loud screeching, basically, in a very high frequency. Um, and that's about for 13 years. But I would definitely say that I'm habituated. So in probably like 90% of the cases, and um, Shelly, sorry, I had to mute you because of the background noise, but I think that's okay. Um, please just unmute yourself if you, if you want to say something. Um, yeah, so in 90 to 95 of the cases, right, it's, it's, I, I think it's human and normal to have a bad day once in a while, right? You have a bad day or a difficult day also without tinnitus once in a while. It's, it's absolutely normal. It's natural. Um, and it's not always only due to our tinnitus. So it's normal and natural also for me in a, in a couple of months to also have one bad day where I'm like, oh, now it's really spiking or I'm stressed or you guys sit, see how I sit here on my desk. Instead of sitting like this, I'm sitting like this to be closer to the camera. So it's not the ideal position. And I know that when I get more tense in my neck and I have more stress and maybe I sleep a little less, my tinnitus goes up. But you know, the important part is that that reactivity that it can cause, so that spiral that it can sort of start when you experience it, when it, you experience it to go up and it sort of drags you, if you're if you're not habituated fully yet, or if you're still in the process of uh, habituating or getting used to your tinnitus or also the emotions or the feelings or what it causes in you, um, then obviously it's very easy if you have a spike or a change in your tinnitus to fall back to exactly the same behavior that you know from when you started dealing with tinnitus, right? So one of the things that I do with, um, with the one-on-one -on -one coaching clients is we look a lot at uh, the core belief system, right? So we look at, okay, what happened when you did start uh, dealing with tinnitus? So what did tinnitus mean to you? Has it been a few weeks when you hadn't been able to sleep well? Or has it been, does, did it mean to you that you had trouble with, in your relationship or at work or 
what were the biggest impacts on your life that tinnitus had, right? Because we have to know that a few months or even years later, um, every single time that you experience an increase or a spike, you get a little bit of a reference back to the time when it was most problematic. And that's absolutely normal, right? Our brains are problem-solving brains. They are problem-solving mechanisms. Their brain tries to go back to the moment when things were difficult and we try to find a solution, right? And tinnitus is not the exception. So the, 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 one of the big things to understand is to understand um, uh, compassionately, understand um, where you come from, right? What is, what is the, the, the cause or how did the first few weeks or month with your tinnitus impact your life? And to really be very aware of that and be aware of how that makes you feel when you do have a spike in the present moment, right? So that's one, one of the things that I would say you have to achieve and absolutely look at before you can start thinking about habituation and, and start thinking about um, realizing what the obstacles to habituation were, right? So because if, if we talk about strategies to habituation, you guys all want to know like, oh, what can I do to make habituation happen faster? Like what's, what's, the, what's the steps one, two, three, and four? Like uh, Alon, Alon is an engineer and Alon has a very, you know, and, and I mean, a lot of us that, that, we, uh, that we experience tinnitus or a lot of people I work with, uh, we're problem solvers, right? We get a problem, we want to solve it. We want to get rid of that problem somehow. And with tinnitus, at least for the people that um, that experience it for longer and are not completely new to it, we know that um, solving tinnitus sometimes is impossible if we talk about the conventional ways, conventional ways being maybe cutting out literally everything that you can cut out, uh, trying every diet possible, trying uh, different herbal remedies, trying even uh, sometimes unorthodox uh, things, um, uh, but, but they don't work, right? So we, we have to try and make it happen through another way. And habituation in a way, um, habituation in my opinion is not something that can be quantified. So when you see an online report, basically I had a session with a lady from the Netherlands uh, this Monday, and she told me, hey, but I've read this online study and it said most people habituate between six to, to eight months, but I'm already six and a half months in. Like, why am I not habituated yet? Right. So I'm saying, so the first thing I say, like, that's a study. That's a survey of cross-sectional, um, uh, a cross-sectional longitudinal study looking at uh, so many thousands uh, of people who experience tinnitus and then say, okay, looking at the THI score, so the tinnitus handicap inventory, after six to eight months, most of these people uh, report a significant reduction in their THI score. Therefore, we could say that they have habituated to their tinnitus, right? But that is, a, that is a, a, an absolute average in the same way that the average could also be 50% uh, of all people in this world get cancer at some stage in their life, right? We don't want to be the ones who, who, who get that or who experience that, but it can happen. And statistical possibility says every second person it is. So in the, in the same way, tinnitus is so individual and the obstacles that you might be facing on your individual path to habituation, they might be neither your fault nor, um, nor might you be particularly uh, un, uh, unfitting uh, or unfit for habituation or, right? But it's, it's always, there's always different reasons that might stand in the way that keep you in 
your particular um, in your particular struggle, in your particular routine of experiencing tinnitus. I've also said this, for example, um, and I think it's in one of the podcast episodes that I did with Jack, the professional musician. Um, and Jack said, look, when I go on holiday, it's like my tinnitus is not there anymore, although he has blaring tinnitus, right? So and when he goes on holiday, it's almost like his tinnitus has disappeared. Because he goes to a completely different place. He takes his mind onto completely different things. And his brain is so focused on everything else that's going on. So many new things, new smells, new people, new places that his brain has no time to focus on his tinnitus. But when he comes back home, closes the door, sure, there it is, blaring away again. And the tinnitus is full force again. What has happened? It's not that tinnitus has disappeared in his holiday. It's still the same blaring voice and it's probably still the same intensity. It's that your, 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 his focus has been 100% different when he was in an, a different habitual circumstance, right? So often we have to, let me compare it to myself and my struggle in the past few years with insomnia, right? Like me dealing with insomnia, not because of tinnitus, because as life happens, I'm trying to build a business helping people worldwide with tinnitus, and I'm trying to make that happen in the best way possible. Um, and that uh, has had its own struggles. And I'm also a managing director of another company, and I'm just an anxious person sometimes. So I have ha started having a difficulty with, with insomnia, right? But that, for example, so I'm not dealing with my tinnitus anymore, but I've, I've started to learn. I've actually applied the same acceptance and commitment approach that I've applied to tinnitus and my that I applied to tinnitus and my clients to my insomnia, right? Going about um, when I sit on my desk and I think that I had not such a great night, it is very likely that I'll feel very sleepy. When I, however, for some reasons, maybe I even slept less hours, but I felt I'm more rested. I sit at the desk and I engage in something. I actually like writing a lot. So I do write on something. I'm, write, I'm trying to write a book about tinnitus. It's probably not finished for a long time because I do want it to be really good. And it's probably going to take me a long time before I can release that until I'm satisfied with the quality of that book. But, um, but I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm writing, and I might have gotten less sleep, but it's not on my mind. So I'm not focused on how my body feels. Therefore, I'm not constantly pondering in my mind how sleepy I am right now, right? So in a way, I'm starting to be habituated to my insomnia, not constantly being emotionally uh, driven by the state of how rested I am or how not rested I am or how my night's sleep might have been. Because I know when I constantly do that, what happens in the evening? When I say, for example, oh, I had a terrible night. I'm tired the whole day. What happens when I go to bed in the evening? I'm like, ooh, will I sleep well tonight? What happens? Your brain is engaged. You lie in bed and you, your brain is engaged and your brain is like, hmm. So you think you want to have a good night's sleep now? Um, let me think about it. You, you think that sleep is a problem at the moment, right? It's an issue. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's an issue. I haven't been sleeping well lately. Mm, yeah. And there it is. Problem solving mode is switched on. Your body is in on mode, right? So surely you won't be able to sleep properly. So what you, what, you see what I mean? So if you transfer that onto tinnitus, um, and this is what I, what, I, what I discuss people often as well, is another, another thing, another obstacle in your way to habituation is the way that we always respond in the same way to the same emotions, thoughts, and feelings, right? So 
we have a certain way um, our tinnitus makes us feel in the morning when we wake up, right? We were like, oh, not another, not another day of this thing, right? And then we, we, we go somewhere throughout the day and, and it's exactly the same moment in which we always tend to perceive it more. So for example, we go to our desk when we want to do the work and we sit down as a moment of silence. We have the windows closed, maybe it's cold outside or, or there's noise outside, so we close the windows. There it is again, right? So, and at the end of the day, although there were many periods in which we might not even have heard our tinnitus and where it might've been in the background, if we look at the day overall, we say like, oh yeah, it's been a really bad day with tinnitus, right? And, and, and that sort of, that pattern sort of continues. And what that pattern does is very simple, right? So our brain, unfortunately, is based on software, so to say, from 200,000 years ago, right? So the prehistoric brain, it's based on software from 200,000 years ago. So my iPhone gets an update every second month, but my brain got its last update like 10,000 years ago. So I'm talking about the 200,000 year, that's the prehistoric part of the brain, right? Amygdala, panic and fear-based center. And the more rational part of your brain is about 10,000 years old. Uh, someone, if I'm really wrong with this, correct me, but I, I think I've researched my stuff. So I think that's basic um, neuropsychology and, and, and uh, neuro, neuro, uh, neuroscience. So th the effects that tinnitus then has and these, these, that interplay of the feelings and thoughts and emotions on, with, with your tinnitus, right, are one that you have tinnitus tagged as a problem. And that's natural, right? It's natural. Like all of us who start dealing with tinnitus, it doesn't matter whether, whether we go online or whether we go to an ENT, it's always kind of a problem, right? So we Google it, it's like, oh yeah, it's terrible. Happens to so many people, that Texas Roadhouse guy, terrible. He killed himself for tinnitus. Terrible, of course, very, very terrible that someone would do that, right? So, but you read all these terrible stories and you, you, you have all these things and they obviously influence how you feel towards your tinnitus. And that's obviously one of the things that also, also influences the fact on how your habitual behavior towards your tinnitus is created. All I'm trying to say then is notice what the same reactions or what the habitual behavior towards your tinnitus looks like. So it could be like this. So it could be like you evaluate always at the same kind of moment um, where you do know that your tinnitus is a little bit more prominent you do set an anchor for yourself to be very present in that moment to realize like, aha, okay, this is what it happens in that very moment. Because most of the time, I'm not saying all the time, but this is the best bet that I have for you, um, is that it's a very, very automatic program going on in your head that uh, leads to the fact that the certain stress hormones are released, that you feel tired and drained over a long period of time, and that your tinnitus is tagged as something prob problematic and something that you somehow need to evaluate or compare against or is it how loud is it in the shower now did i hear it here in this time yesterday did i hear it when i was driving did i hear it when i was talking to my spouse right so we, we all have those moments but that is actually keeping that 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 up and down of your tinnitus alive because you're constantly going to be evaluating it against other uh, sounds against other things that happen in your environment and that keeps the the problematic focus on your tinnitus alive and that tag that says, well, I really need to get rid of this thing and it's terrible. And that for many people is the reason why they struggle to get on the next level with the habituation. Now, 
make no mistake, I did not know this at the time when I was dealing with tinnitus. So I had to go the sour way of uh, many, many months, uh, half a year, uh, nine months, 12 months of uh, dealing with tinnitus and also have diff different increments of it, right? So at the start, when I dealt with it, it was relatively low. And then only a few years afterwards, when I was on, uh, this is a question for Rudy, was it King's Day or Queen's Day in 2014? I don't know whether you guys had a king or a queen back then, but uh, I don't know any of the two. Uh, king of Queen's Day in Amsterdam, when I was uh, partying a little too hard um, <laughs> with a few beers too many in front of the speakers, which, uh, which was the day which I could have, uh, which, I, which I, if I had a time machine and I could go back to that day, I would one, have less beer and B, um, get myself uh, to wear that earplug properly and don't dance around for two hours in front of the speaker with a half in earplug because uh, afterwards that happened to what happened to many of us. Um, it, it got crazy loud. Um, after three days, I, I took prednisone, so cortisone, no change. And uh, that's the level it was, it was, it, it's been ever since. Um, and uh, Muga, I told you this, then I was in Istanbul and I was really excited about finishing my bachelor degree and everything, but I really did not have a good time because my tinnitus was there and it was so prominent. I couldn't really sleep in the, in the, in the youth hostel, we were booked in with the university and I just wanted to enjoy my time in Istanbul, but then Istanbul is a very loud city. Uh, we've discussed that as well. <laughs> So I had that pain in my ear. My tinnitus was very loud and, and I really just um, was struggling a lot. And I, and I, but I basically had to pull through myself. But um, I think what was the benefit for me was that I had done it once. So I had had one and a half increments before. So I had known that it was possible to at some point maybe, maybe get used to it. And um, I also did a, a little bit of sound therapy, you could say. So I had a little bit of um, a bit of sounds that I would like to listen to. Um, but I had no one, and I was Googling back at the, at the time, there was no one um, doing what I do right now with protocols. And uh, until I eventually decided to try and help people, maybe not shortcut, because I don't want to talk about a shortcut, because... Um, uh, we discussed, Alon and me discussed today, it's it's a path that you can be on. And I'm trying to give you guys the backpack with the right tools, but I can only try to give you the backpack with the right tools, but the journey you guys are on yourself. And um, I can tell you what, um, what a few tools are that I would uh, say that can support and help you to uh, get to that place quicker where tinnitus is no longer tagged in your subconscious as something that you constantly need to look out for, but something that your brain uh, can just disregard, right? Because you all know, guys know the moment where we forget about that tinnitus, when we watch a show that we really enjoy, or when we are in a conversation with a friend, or I don't know, we, we all know that moment. And, and it is in these moments that I want to give you guys the hope as well, that you can extend these moments. And habituation looks exactly like this. this. Habituation looks like these moments all the time, right? So these moments, all of the time that you don't always have your tinnitus, you don't always tune into it. Um, and that's the, that's the, that's basically the message that I want to send out to you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm working a lot on, on new mechanisms. I'm working on new programs that I'm, I'm sure. And I know that not all of you guys are always up for, and, and not all of you guys have the means maybe, or also the, the time to do individual coachings with me, which requires the commitment, uh, a of a financial nature and also be 
of the time, right? To to invest the time and sitting down with me and talking with me. I know that I'm someone who talks a lot, so um, um, uh, that that you listen to me and you you ask for uh, for some advice, but also we discuss just what um, to, together in your individual situation how to to change that and where your individual obstacles to habituation might lie, right? And um, yeah, so so I want to just give uh, one more um, one more little little tip strategy th three, so to say, basically, uh, so you can uh, try to fast track your habituation a little bit more. Um, before I want to open the round up for questions, because otherwise I'm going to lose my voice very soon, and uh, I have a few more coaching sessions and meetings tomorrow, so I can't afford that. Um, that would be detrimental to the business and to the clients. Um, but yeah. Before before I get to that uh, uh, third kind of strategies, any any questions or or uh, things that you that you um, that would you would like to know, maybe apply to your individual situations regarding what I just blabbed on about for the last twenty minutes. Any <laughs> any questions, any remarks, any comments from you guys? No one. I have a yes, please, Sophia. Can I speak? Can I speak? Yes, you first, and then yeah. Frank goes second. <laughs> okay, is it me speaking? Yes, it's you speaking. Yeah, support. okay. Yeah, just in terms of like when you you were talking about um, how you can hear the different levels and stuff like that, I, I find if I, I always have something on in the background, so like my tinnitus would be worse at nighttime because it's so quiet. Mm. So I always try and have something on in the background. Um, would, would, that, would that be the, the, the recommended thing to do is to try and kind of mask it to a, a degree as opposed to actually completely habituating and getting used to it i mean i can sit with it ringing in my ears but i prefer to have maybe the tv on in the background or something like that just to kind of uh, cover it i suppose yeah 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 absolutely uh, frank i'm going to answer that quickly and then we'll get into your question okay perfect yep um yeah so sophia i think that's a very it's a very very individual uh, a topic and 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 question um that I'm discussing with every client individually, because of course, um, if you have trouble falling asleep, for example, and you knew that if you would only have your tinnitus there um, and you would take two more hours in order to fall asleep, then of course it's recommended to divert your attention and hook your attention on something else that avoids the release of these stress hormones because the comparison between the tinnitus day and night, and at night it's so, at night the tinnitus is not louder. But you hear it yeah, more know, yeah. because everything else is quieter. So the tinnitus itself is not louder. It's just it's much more prominent, right? So, so the problem here is what what we do with sound therapy and with um, listening to sounds at night is we hook our attention on a sound that's more comfortable to listen to, and therefore we avoid the stress hormone reaction. And of course. You know it when you want to go to sleep, you can't have a stress hormone reaction because we have that survival mechanism. Because if there was a stress hormone reaction uh, uh, signaling to your brain, there is a lion outside my cave, uh, you won't be able to sleep because you got to fight the lion or you got to protect your wife or your children or your husband or whatnot, right? So that's the reason for why you can't sleep when you feel triggered. And uh, tinnitus is no exception to that because your brain doesn't know it's tinnitus. Your brain doesn't know you're lying in your apartment and everything is safe and you're good to go for sleeping, but your brain has the same response to a lion outside your cave, basically a little bit less, but it's the same survival mechanism that, pre that prevents you from sleeping. So I do say, if you do have trouble uh, really getting to sleep without uh, sounds, then you should do it. 
But I, I just want to alert you to the fact that in the long term, um, so for example, I sleep with earplugs. So I sleep, no, one earplug. I don't need two because the other ear is just deaf. So I just lie. I just need that one earplug. I put that one earplug in and I sleep with my tinnitus at full sound and uh, just with that earplug in because I prefer to hear um, only my tinnitus and not my neighbors slamming doors or sometimes they, I don't know what it is with the German efficiency, but sometimes they'd come to pick up the trash at 5.30 in the morning. I don't know why they do that. Like you can't pick up the trash at 8 a.m., but I did whatever. I didn't say anything. I'm very grateful for the people doing their job, right? It's just me. I just prefer to still sleep at 5.30. And I'm, I'm very grateful for the people. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's really, really something that over COVID, I've been uh, appreciating a lot, like all the people who work in hospitals, who take uh, the trash and, and all the people who really spend their daily dives in, in the jobs that we usually, you know, the last 20 years, we always took them for granted. And now it's like so nice to give your delivery guy a bottle of wine or something like that for Christmas or something like that. Probably not a bottle of wine because he shouldn't be drinking and driving. But uh, <laughs> anyways, um, but anyway, so just to quickly wrap this up, uh, my advice would be, um, yes, uh, it's of course very valid and you should do sound therapy if that helps you in the long term, in, in the short term to get to sleep better. But in the long term, um, it's very important to know that tinnitus is physiologically no obstructor to having sound and good quality of sleep, even with experiencing tinnitus. So tinnitus is, so my advice to you, if you at some point say, now it's time to turn off the TV and not have the TV on while sleeping anymore, turn it off and just have it turned off and convince yourself over the course of five to 10 nights that it's absolutely possible to sleep with your tinnitus, to snuggle up in bed, to feel comfortable and just to experience tinnitus. Just let it be there and say, good night, turn off the lights, turn off tinnitus as well and you go to sleep, right? So that's sort of the, the advice I could give to you. But of course, in the short and medium term, when it's still difficult, better to get some sleep than to get no sleep when you're really having a troubled time um, with uh, having tinnitus at night. Okay. Okay, Lucky, thank you. Okay, perfect. Frank, your question, please. Yeah, so they, I hear it's, there's like 2% of us who don't ever habituate. Um, what would be the reason for that? Like why, why, what is it about that 2% that is not able to habituate? Mm. We'll be right back to the episode in just a few moments. I want to give out another shout to our Tinnitus membership online community. At www.mytinnitus.club, you can access a vast catalog of resources that will help you to manage your tinnitus the best way possible. You can find resources on tinnitus management, tinnitus for sleep, tinnitus and stress, tinnitus and the best mindset that you should be in in order to tackle tinnitus related issues and you can access all that content uh, get to know new members of the community join our exclusive club for as little as 14.99 per month you support the cause of what i do and you get exclusive access to so many different things that will help you to get a completely new approach to your tinnitus so i will see you all at www.mytinnitus.club and now let's get back into the episode so I, I, I'm, I would love it if you could send me the study where it says 2% never habituate. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I heard it from Dr. Bruce Hubbard, um, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of him. He, 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 did, the, he did that yeah. cognitive behavioral therapy 
Yeah. He's like, anyway, that, that's where I heard it from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I think we have to be a little bit careful here because uh, the 2% could also refer to the people who, um, who suffer from severe forms of tinnitus. And I would classify every single one of us in this call as severe tinnitus, excluding myself right now, because I would say I'm so habituated that I don't, that I don't think that I have severe tinnitus. Well, actually, I do have severe tinnitus, which is quite loud, but I, I'm habituated to it, so I'm not, not, not struggling with it. Um, so it's a little bit difficult to, I think we maybe would have to differentiate and maybe I would have to look up whether I find that study that 2% never habituate, but I can just simply answer, uh, answer it to you in this way. Um, I believe it's the people who do not find the strategies and who do not manage to distance themselves from the uh, vicious cycle that is threefold. Um, a thought provokes an emotion, provokes a reaction, provokes a thought, right? So let me just frame that quickly. So you thinking, oh my God, my tinnitus is loud again today, provokes a provokes an emotion. You're like, oh my God, I've been dealing with this for so long. I'm really fed up with this. So maybe sadness, anger, maybe feeling, feeling like you don't know what to do anymore. So you feel powerless and, you know, and that in turn confirms the thought that you had before, right? The thought being, oh, my tinnitus is terrible. And then there's a reaction. You're like, I need to do something about this, right? So you, and, and, and people can get stuck in this forever, like for sure. So, and, and probably what he refers to is the people who do not manage to break this habitual cycle. Um, now, there might be many reasons for that, right? There might be many personal circumstances. There are people who struggle with a chronic pain, you, 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 you can say they're never two people of the same kind. And we're not robots, right? There can be people with a spinal cord injury sitting around meditating, working on their desks and other people who are so in pain, they have to uh, take uh, op uh, uh, like opium-based medicine every single day. So you have the same person with the same injury living completely different lives. So I would say the same is true for tinnitus and it's incredibly individual. And there's a lot of different circumstances why people might not be able to break that cycle. And there's, of course, exacerbating circumstances. Let's look, for example, to soldiers in which uh, PTSD combines with tinnitus, right? Um, so when we look, for example, a soldier, let's say they were in Afghanistan pulling out and uh, they shot someone there. They had to shoot the person for safety reasons or something like that. And from that shot, they got tinnitus. Imagine you getting tinnitus from killing a person. So every single time you hear your tinnitus, you're reminded that you shot a person. Well, that I call a pretty difficult thing to habituate to. So that person, for example, will probably have a very, very big difficulty habituating to tinnitus. Or, yeah, I mean, there, there's very different reasons and very different, um, very different um, situations, I would say. But I, I would, and this is the positive result that I would say, um, because I guess that that question, of course, is a little bit, yeah, I, I don't know, but maybe fear-based, right? Would I be a part these 2% who do not manage to habituate? And my answer to that would be, in theory and also in practice, I do believe that it would be true for every single person to habituate to their sentences. Why? Um, because it is able, it, your brain is able of such compensatory mechanisms. Look at what my brain does every day with only one hearing ear, and that one hearing ear has a hearing aid that is very unnatural sound processing. 
And that might be one of the reasons why I get tired in the evening, like just like brain tired, so to say, because I just have to do a lot more compensation. You know, my brain has to work a lot more to hear and understand than uh, some of uh, some people who have too good and healthy hearing ears, maybe not in this group, but in other in other uh, in other living human beings. But, uh, you know, so no, no two people are the same. And I, I would I would go as so far as to say that um, your brain is able to make that compensation in pretty much every individual. Look, like if you if, if, if someone is losing a limb in an accident um, it's terrible, terrible, terrible. Absolutely. But the brain has the compensatory mechanism to learn to walk with a prosthetic limb to even run. Look at the Paralympics. It's insane what these people do. They run faster yeah. than people sometimes. Because I think the main fear that all of us tinnitus sufferers have is the I think the number one fear is will we have this forever? Will we suffer with this forever? I think I think most of us could relate to that fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I and I get that. And I, I think I was I'm not an exception. Um I'm actually someone who's been dealing with this for a very, very long time and still am, right? Like now that I'm habituated, it doesn't mean that tinnitus will never be a problem in my life again. And that hearing loss, hearing loss is something that will always be, I, I'm 32 two now, right? And my, my only ear is not good anymore. So um, yeah, all right, Gareth, fantastic to have you had in here. Hey, you can see, you can watch the recording on the, on the platform. <laughs> it was good to have you, Gareth. Cheers, cheers, bye my friend. Um, yeah. Um, so, so I, I think it's, it's fair and safe to say that this will stick with me for the rest of my life as well. Um, but I'm no longer fearful. So I think we have to differentiate those, those two kinds of things, right? Will we have tinnitus for life? And will we suffer for life? And to the one I say, maybe, right? Until maybe there is a cure. And to the other one, I say, definitely not. And, and I say it with full, con I'm 100% I'm convinced of that, that that in this group, no one of us will really suffer until the end of their life uh, with tinnitus because that stage where your brain manages to tune tinnitus out and not to react in this habitual cycle where tinnitus is tagged as something dangerous and that getting to my third tip in a bit about uh, how you can maybe take up your, your process to habituation a little bit uh, uh, further. Alon, goodbye. Have a good evening. Enjoy your weekend in Israel. It was great to have you. <laughs> Cheers, my friend. And um, yeah, and um, so 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 to say to say that I I think there is a big difference between experiencing tinnitus for the rest of your life and really suffering. And of course, now that you might be at the start, or some people who might be at the start and haven't managed to habituate yet, it might seem it might seem weird that I would say this that I'm so convinced that. Um, um, most of us will go through with this and get through and come out on the other side. And it, it will be for, for them like swimming, like learning how to swim. Once you've done it, you never go back to not being able to do it, right? So when you have that stage where you're habituated to it, you wonder like, how did I respond to this before? Like, why did I get so worked up with my, on my tinnitus, right? So why did I experience it in that way? And, you know, so, so, I, think, so, I, so I think that one of the biggest things that we have, and this is my, my third biggest tip, and it comes from acceptance and commitment therapy that is used for, for example, insomnia or also spider phobia, is that we have to signal to our brain that tinnitus is not the dangerous thing that we perceive it to be. 
because the more we try to remediate tinnitus, the more we try to sort of get rid of it or change something about it or try yet another thing from the internet, the more you fuel that anxiety cycle, right? The more you're like, ah, I really need to get rid of this. Maybe that worked for me. Um, maybe this didn't work, but maybe that will work. So the more we do that, the more obsessed we become and the more the more difficult it will be for our brain to just say like, ah, let's just, uh, let's just uh, let this go and, and let's just, you know, let's just not focus on this. Like, you know that in some instances this is possible. So you need to somehow, and this is my strategy and that's what I developed with the people I work with individually, you need to find your individual strategy of signaling to your brain that tinnitus is not dangerous and that it's okay to experience tinnitus, right? And that is part of the acceptance and commitment. And it might seem weird for you at first, but I can promise you that in most of the people I work with, I've got very few cases in which it doesn't work, but then sometimes it works because people are maybe not at the stage where they are ready to accept that um, there is maybe only this one way um, and they must still exhaust other possibilities for getting um, getting to the stage of habituation, meaning trying to cure their tinnitus. And then sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. Um, but for most people, that way works. So you do try to be aware of what tinnitus meant to you and how tinnitus has played out in your life. And you also find ways of accepting any and all kinds of feelings that arise in relation to your tinnitus, right? Because let's I, I always convey, compare it with this with the saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Now, tinnitus is not your enemy. You don't want to go into battle with it because you will lose it. But if mm. you keep it closer, if you experience it closer, you will most of the time not go into this habitual reaction, right? You, your brain will not continuously run away with thoughts and just go into the same reaction where it's like, oh, my tinnitus, oh, there it is. Oh, it's terrible. And oh, yeah, it's like, oh, this anxiety and I really need to get rid of this is confirming it again. And therefore the whole thing starts again. So you just say like, hmm, okay, hello tinnitus or hashtag tinnitus or repeat the same action, right? So whenever it comes up, uh, allow yourself to experience whatever it is that you're experiencing because with that, you're pu putting on the rational part of your brain and the rational part of your brain will make it easier to assess whether your habitual reaction, so that reaction that you just had to your tinnitus, whether that is really truly an accurate reaction to what you're experiencing right now, or whether it's just something that you've experienced over and over and over again, because our brain often does that because it's the easiest way to respond because we're all habitual creatures. So in the morning, we know how to make our coffee every single time because we know what it is like to make our coffee and then to sit down to sip the coffee. Because if we didn't, then we would have to make the coffee every day anew. And then probably after a few, uh, back in the stone age, after a few weeks, we would be dead. Because if we had to learn how to pluck the berries every single day anew, then we wouldn't survive for long. So the brain always goes back to the same habitual reaction because it's the easiest to do. Unfortunately, with tinnitus, that's always the same reaction. So you have to find a way to elevate that on a reaction where you can trigger the rational part of your brain to assess it to assess that reaction and to look at, okay, what's happening actually right now? Because the more you manage to do that, the more you manage to actually see, okay, what, what is actually happening right now? And you manage to see that often you have an overshoot reaction. You have an overshoot of emotions. You have an overshoot of, um, you have an overshoot of uh, uh, feelings. You have an overshoot of cortisol and adrenaline that left you feel drained and so on and so forth. So my one and biggest tip 
I, I know that maybe some of you were hoping that this will be the ultimate guide to uh, to what pharmacy you can go around the corner and what kind of uh, magnesium or some other thing you might be able to take in order to to really um, to really uh, get rid of your tinnitus. But that's not it. So this is honest to honest to God. This is work that you have to do. This is work that you have to establish for yourself. But there are proven protocols of cognitive behavioral therapy, which is basically um, what I'm using to first of all, analyze your belief system and look at, okay, what are the core belief systems that you have developed around your tinnitus? And then the more important one and the one that really is in the long term able to signal to your brain, this is not dangerous. We don't have to always focus on it, which is when it will slowly go back into the background and you have more and more periods of silence, right? Although it's not silence because it's literally it's still there, but you don't consciously hear it because your brain manages to tune it out, right? So that is my guide and now to wrap it up and, and have a few moments for you guys to ask me any remaining questions because otherwise my voice will be gone soon to wrap it up my guide is to really and truly um to do the work and to really get to know your tinnitus a little bit better um i've said this in, in a coaching session with alon a while ago and and i think with janelle as well so great to have you here janelle but we're nearly at the end of our session sorry for that and the road to habituation is to experience tinnitus more closely at first. And that might very, sound very counterintuitive, but uh, that is what in the long run is able to tell your brain that you don't have to fear this. There is nothing bad coming from this. And the quicker you're able to do that, the quicker you're able to signal to your brain that it's okay to experience this and you don't need to go into constant battle with this. And the more, more quickly your brain is able to, to uh, get behind that. And the final tip, um, for all of you guys who are not on the mytinnitus.club, um, mytinnitus.club being our online tinnitus management platform where we have um, a beginner's online course. I'm working currently on a advanced course that's based on the four to six week sessions that I do with people individually. Um, but um, there are tools and uh, strategies, uh, vi weekly videos, as well as um, an online guide and, 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 and tour on how you can uh, use these uh, these tools and, and technologies um, in order to yeah speed up your process. But um, it's it's a little bit of a shortcut in the end. The work you still have to do yourself. But I think it is it is and has the potential to be um, profoundly changing. Um, and next to all the other things that are out there um, that you can use for your success. But um, yeah, this being what I can provide for the community. This being what I have developed in the last three years of working with people. And yeah, I hope that one, um, yeah, and actually what I forgot to say is of course you can get a two weeks, a free trial to that community. So you have the time to do the course for free because I want you to be able to um, have a look at whether that's uh, suitable for you, whether that course is something that you, that you benefit from, whether the community platform is something you benefit from like these meetings that we have here. And uh, yeah, now I'm done talking and I, I open the floor for you for your guys' questions again. So if you have any, um, uh, please let me know. Um, yeah. Can I say something? Yes, please. All right. So first of all, I want to say thank you for doing this because and for the WhatsApp group, because it's really um, helpful knowing that there's other people out there. Yeah. Not in I a totally way that are suffering. Yeah. Um, but when I first got my um, tinnitus, it didn't bother me because I thought it was just a short-term 
um, thing. Mm. Like I used to get noises in my left ear. So mm. with the tinnitus in my right ear, I just thought it was short term, so it didn't bother me. But the right. more the days went on and the weeks went on, that's when I started to get scared. Because like I said in the beginning, it was, oh, it'll go away. But it yeah. didn't. And right. and that's what scared me. Yeah. So it's almost like I want to go back to the beginning of when it didn't scare me. But isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that it's, but this is the biggest sign for you. This should be the biggest sign for you that it's not the tinnitus. It's the way that you are reacted and scared towards yeah. it. So it's yeah. not the tinnitus itself that's your problem here because you know at the start you weren't reacting to it like you are now. Yeah. I think it's a little bit like um, when things go on. So when anything happens, you think it ain't real or it's not going to last. Or like if you get pain, you go, oh, that's okay. I can deal with that. But the longer the pain goes on for, then you start to think the pain's never going to go away. So like I said, in the two to three weeks, I just thought, oh, it'll go away. But it didn't. So obviously then, then I start to start Googling and trying all the different magnesium and all the tablets and, and all this stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's when and you then, start and doing then, And then let me just say this. And then you try this one magnesium and it didn't work. And then you're like, ah, but I read online that it said, if I take this magnesium, it's probably going to make it better. And I've done that. I've bought two different ones so far and the, um, ginkgo biloba or something. Yeah. I've yeah. taken that. Uh, yeah, I've spent so much money on all this stuff, you know, but yeah. No well, more, you no, could no do more. a free trial at the mytinitus.club or I'm maximum gonna... pay $14.99 per month after that. So that's yeah, the, cheapest, yeah. the cheapest way to get access to all of these resources, including a review. I have a review on a European guide to, to tinnitus science where it uh, clearly says that ginkgo biloba is uh, a waste of money in a scientific uh, journal. Well, I know that now. Just... <laughs> <laughs> My, just quickly, I wanted to welcome Mike in here, but I just wanted to say that, Mike, we're already 57 minutes into this meeting. And so oh, I'm sorry about that. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm dialing in from Canada, so I, I, I guess I got the time change wrong. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry for that. Where are you from, from in Canada, Mike? I'm from the Toronto area. Oh, nice. We have very, very good friends who just had a baby. They, they lived with us in uh, close here in Berlin. And have, uh, one of the two best friends of my wife and I, and they live in Toronto as well. So we want to go visit them maybe even next year if we can, if COVID permits. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful place to come. Ah, so, so, so you'll be welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. That's, it's great to have you here. And let's hear the other questions that we have. And if you have a specific questions for us, be sure to, to, uh, to be very welcome to ask us as well for that, if you have any. Okay, thank you. Perfect. Any other questions, guys? No, just for me, just to re reiterate what Shelley said about um, I've had tinnitus for four years now, and it's just that um, I mean I'm I'm in the my tinnitus club. It's just having that support there. Like when I first got tinnitus, I I felt totally on my own, and I didn't know who to turn to, and 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 that was a scary thing. But now that there's like I've joined this club, I feel habituated, but I've still joined the club because I you still need that support. And you still need to talk and be with people who understand exactly what you're going through and what you're feeling and, and thinking and stuff like that. So, you know, my recommendation would be to be in a group because it's so good just to have that, have, just, just to have that back up there when you need it. Okay, so thank you, Frida. And, and, and just for everyone, eh, uh, I did not ask Sophia for a testimonial, but I think <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I will use this as a testimonial, Sophia, because this is the best testimonial I could have ever asked for. And you just, okay. you just, you just put it out there. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. That. 
Oh, no, you're welcome, you're welcome. Because this is why I've joined is because just like what I said, it's that support that you get from other people. I think Shelley said the same thing, um, that, that there's other people there that, that are going through the same thing and that understand how you're feeling. And that's really important to, to know that there's others to support you as well. Yeah. And, 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 and we also have to say, uh, Frank, you know, um, I mean, there's 20% of the population who experience tinnitus, and then you calculate, depending on what, um, on what country, it's, it's fascinating. Hey, here in, 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 in Europe, we have um, a difference between 7% and 80% of the population who experience tinnitus. So the country with 28%, no, not 18, 28, it's Bulgaria. Bulgaria has 28% of the population has tinnitus. Every third wow. person in Bulgaria has tinnitus. And I, think, and, and I think in another country, the lowest country is Finland or something, maybe because it's always quiet there. I don't know. Um, I, I, some, it, some other, maybe, some other. It's, maybe it's more stressful there. I'm not sure. Hey, you, you know, uh, they've tried everything. I've, I've got a podcast episode with Silvano Gallos. I think it's the second episode of my podcast. Um, he's an epidemiologist, so he looks at, okay, what kind of predicting factors in society um, predict how, how, um, how, how big or, or, or how much the percentage is. And uh, at first, he thought probably in Bulgaria, people smoke much more because smoking, uh, not many people know this, but smoking is actually autotoxic. So smoking is bad for your, for your ears. And so they thought that probably a lot of people in Bulgaria smoke, uh, and that might be bad for your hearing. So, uh, but uh, but apparently that wasn't true because uh, in some other countries, so um, in some other countries, especially Eastern European, there's less prevalence, but people equally smoke as much. So we don't really know. Interesting. Very interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. very quick, Frieder. Uh, please, Frank, please. So um, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter how long you've had it then, correct? Um, no. you, you're, it, it, I mean, it, people get afraid, oh my God, I've had it for a year. I've had it for a year and a half. I don't think I'm going to habituate. This is just some false pretenses, correct? Right, and, and if, you, if, if, if you look at, if, if you look at two, two ways, if you want to habituate, which thought is the better one? Which thought is the better one? The one where you say like, oh my God, it's been, it's been a year and the studies say on average people habituate between six and eight months or the thought where you say, hmm, I'm going to look at um, uh, tools and strategies, even if they're a little bit different, which uh, my approach is a little bit, but, um, but, 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 but I'm just going to do something now and I'm going to get ahead of this and um, I'm, I'm trying to make some changes into the direction that will um, maybe allow me to habituate. Because when you think about habituation in that way, so again, right, if we, if we read a study, it's a study. It looks at the general thing. That means out of, let's say, they look at 60 million people in the US, then within 60 million people in the US, um, uh, most people habituate between six and eight months. That doesn't mean that some people habituate after two months and people after 12 years. Right. So, so okay, let me rephrase that then. People are able to habituate after five, 10, 15 years. People are, in my opinion, as I said before, but because it's it's the human brain, that's the brain, that's the capacity of your brain to rewire itself, to build new neuro neurocircuitry, to 
because I mean, th this is this all sounds very, a lot like right neurocircuitry and and neuroplasticity, but it is literally the case because when you react to tinnitus differently and when you're less depressed because of your tinnitus, the chemicals that are released on a day-to-day -day basis they change, right? The way to you react to your tinnitus will ultimately also um, uh, dominate the outcome of how you feel towards your tinnitus and also how fast you're going to be able to habituate. But again, and, and this is what Shelly said, like in, in the start, when she thought this was temporary, she didn't react to it at all. But this just shows that that is still open. That way of not reacting to tinnitus, not giving an F about it, is possible. <laughs> it was just a time thing. So after a while, she said, oh my gosh, I really have a problem here. While she could have also said like, wait, I mean, I'm just saying, right? But Shelly, what if you could have just said, well, it hasn't bugged me the last four weeks. Why would it bug me now? But of course, instead, it became more chronic. And as you said, with other problems that we have, um, after a while, we go to doctors and we read in forums and so on and so forth. And that's where it all started, right? Probably. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's right. You, you had these two options, probably. You had the one option to say, like, well, I haven't been, I haven't been bothered by it the last four weeks. So why would I be bothered by it now? Or, and the other one is unfortunately one, the one that caught you is, oh my gosh, I really got to do something about this, which is absolutely natural, right? It happened to probably all of us in this group, happens to a lot of people between 1.5 and 3% of the population. I just want to tell you, because uh, this is something I told Janelle uh, this week in the coaching session, um, uh, that, that look at, for example, construction workers. Uh, tennis is very, very um, common within construction workers. So imagine the 58-year construction worker um, uh, goes to the younger guy. The younger guy is like, hey, man, I've got this thing in my ear. It's ringing all the time. And like, it, I've really had a little bit of a tricky time the last two, two days. And, th and then the younger guy is going to say, and the older guy is going to say, ah, you know what? Don't worry about it. All of us have it. Or most of us have it. And then the younger guy is like, oh, look, uh, they all have it. Why would I worry about it? So you, you, you see that how different, how you respond to it. And when you start having tinnitus can make all the difference in the world. And unfortunately, there are, I'm not saying this is true for all of them, but there are useless ENTs out there. There are useless ENTs out there, especially in the US, that charge you huge sums of money for a 15-minute consultation, 15-minute consultation telling you there's absolutely nothing you can do. Don't try to be upset about it, where they could say, look, there's tons of resources out there. You could go to someone who does CBT and different things, and you could um, manage to get habituate quicker if you use these certain tools. At least do that for the 300 and something euros that or dollars that you charge for a 15-minute consultation, but not even that. So there are some bad people out there, but uh, that's just because that's what they learned in medical school. And of course, no doctor likes to not have the option to say anything about something, right? So no doctor likes to be put on the spot and to have a weak spot because doctors, that's what they learn in medical school. They, they learn to treat things, right? And when you come to them and you have something and they don't, they, don't like, they, don't like, they don't like being confronted with that. They don't like to say, well, there's nothing I can do. Sorry, goodbye. But yes, coming back to your questions, Mike, I think it's absolutely possible to habituate after one month, after six months, after 10 years, after 20 years, after 30 years. But of course it depends. Some people are just more problem solvers, right? We're more efficient. Alon, who we had in here, the engineer early on, He's such an engineer, such a problem solver that for him, it was so difficult. And for years, it was difficult to solve this problem because always, okay, Shelly, bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye.
so so it was difficult for him to to change the way um he would react to your tinnitus and 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 also acknowledge the fact that it's maybe not in getting rid of it that he can conquer it but in getting closer to it and accepting that he has it and sending that signal to his brain that is not dangerous and that habituation has to come from another path right and that it has to come from another angle of signaling to your subconscious that you're not dealing with this terribly difficult and dangerous thing here, but you're dealing with something that 20% of the population are dealing with um, and that you're definitely not alone with, um, but uh, that you have a very, very big influence on, on how you, on how you, on how well you will be able to manage it. I think that's good news though. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely. Any other questions for today? Yeah, sorry I'm late. I can ask a quick question. I don't, and Absolutely. I apologize. I apologize if it was discussed already, but um, I, I've had tinnitus for probably about eight years, like that. And and I, I I was able to habituate, so I can I can testify to anybody who hasn't. You will habituate. Um, was interesting, uh, you know. I I and and that and my theory about it is that you know the tinnitus doesn't go away you just ignore it like like it's always there you know the i guess the condition's always there but 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 what ends up happening is you, is you just like you're, you just forgets about it says so it's not important just let's move on and and do something else but um but you, you know the interesting thing that happened to me is um uh i got covid about two months ago mm. and and my and my tinnitus increased dramatically you know uh, and um and uh i became more aware of it and and just by becoming more aware of it, and and I guess all the anxiety associated with COVID, and you know, like you know, the world the world's been shut down. I don't know where you, you know where you guys are from, but in yeah. Canada here, we've been basically shut down for about two years, two and a half years. It's yeah. coming back, you know, like we're all getting back to normal and and uh, and so on. But yeah. but 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 that alone caused a lot of anxiety. Forget about you know tinnitus, and 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 then and then and then you get you know, the, um, the, uh, the condition or the condition increases and, and you become more aware of it. So that was like a trigger for me. And, you know, for the, for the last six years or eight, nine years, whatever I had, I don't even remember anymore. Uh, it, it wasn't an issue. Like I, I, you know, when I first got it, it was terrible. Um, and I went for an MRI and they ruled out anything bad. And that really helped because it, it, it ruled out anything bad. So the anxiety around, oh, I have a brain tumor or something, I'm going to die. So that's gone, right? Now it's tinnitus, right? So it's not something that's that's so bad. But all I wanted to say is, I'm, uh, and I, I can go on and on about this, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, it, it was, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have experienced this, either through the vaccine or through, or through actually getting COVID, um, but I'm starting to hear a lot of people who, who never had tinnitus, got COVID and now have tinnitus. I yeah. think in... I think in England it's fifteen percent uh, of, of yeah. the people who get COVID. Um, anyway, it's really I was just big there too. Pardon me. I, it, it's it's really big in the U.S. now that since COVID. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because um, I, I I talked to some people in Canada and, and believe it or not, um, um, you know, like jeez, um, um, I I won't be politically correct. DNTs that I've seen here are. are weren't very helpful. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. But, yeah. uh, but there's a dentist, believe it or not, that I saw that uh, that's, um, that's working on TMJ issues and tinnitus. Right. So that's right. something else that that needs to be ruled out if, if, uh, if yeah. you guys are interested, but, but um, um, she, her theory about 
COVID and um, and even the vaccines. Some people who get the vaccine apparently get tinnitus or their tinnitus gets worse. Her theory just is one, that just one 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 quick thing to say in in there, just just because yeah. I have to. Um, yeah. this, this topic has been discussed and it's very very difficult. And there is a report from the Harvard Medical School that the vaccine is ruled out to have autotoxic effects. And the, what I will say on top is the big problem that we have, Mike, is that we have you vaccine 200 million people at the same time, and you know that the prevalence of tinnitus is 20% in the population. So yeah. it's incredibly, I, I will not say because I've had people that I've coached who, who are 100% convinced that they got tinnitus from the vaccine, and I don't want to take that away from them because it could happen, right? The additional yeah. stress by taking the vaccine to be stressed out about getting a vaccine, a lot of people are, that in and, in and of itself could be the cause for tinnitus then. Um, so I, I, I just want to alert you to the fact that it's very difficult to establish a causal link here, but please go on. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, and you're absolutely right. That's exactly where I was going. So so this dentist who's uh, who specializes like in TMJ and, 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 and TMJ symptoms sometimes on um, some occasions uh, induce tinnitus, right? Uh, because the the well, because the jawbone is so closely um, um, associated with with with, yeah. with 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 hearing, right? But but having said that, and that and that's something else that people should rule out. I think um, it's a, it's not, it's not the it's not the common type. Of, it's not the regular cause of tinnitus or the most common type of tinnitus typically, but yeah. something that could be. But she said exactly the same thing. Yeah. She said that they, it's not likely that the vaccine or even COVID. Um, has that impact it's just it's just um it's just the added stress we, right? we, do, we, we do know and this is another thing and and that i think is a causal link COVID is because we do know that um the risk for um a hearing and and a COVID a case um and uh, getting on your hearing so we know that the virus can get onto your hearing and cause a partial damage to the hair cells and to your hearing so we do know that COVID, in fact, can um, uh, increase tinnitus by temporary making hearing worse, sometimes temporary, and sometimes for people, for other people, it's not temporary. So we do know, and you're absolutely and 100% right, that we do know, and Frank, you as well, that we see a surge of, of uh, occurrence in tinnitus since the COVID-19 pandemic. But the difficulty is to prove the causal link with the vaccine, because again, like, there are cases where people just have COVID at the same time and get tinnitus. I, I had COVID two weeks ago. And of course, when I was sick, my tinnitus went up. But it's just like, I know that when I'm sick, my tinnitus is much, much higher. I tend yeah. to sleep worse. I cough. I, you know, and then I know that my tinnitus is higher any, in yeah. any case. I also know that my tinnitus is higher when I'm hungover, for example, which I'm, <laughs> I, I stopped. Which never happens. Now, but, 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 but you know that that. that that these are things that can can make the tinnitus worse and COVID is one of them. Now, now I'm lucky my tinnitus went back to the normal loud baseline after I was done with COVID, so to say. But it seems that for many people, it can cause and, and it might be relinked and I'm not sure. And this is going to be one of the next episodes that I do with one of the specialists. I'm going to try and find a specialist who uh, who has an, a better idea on why COVID um is causing or, or, or causing tinnitus to spike or causing tinnitus in some people. And my vague idea is that either the virus goes onto the hearing, the sense of hearing itself, onto the hair cells and, and destroys something there. Or the second one is, and we know that with COVID, um, it's also more likely that you develop blood clot with, with uh, COVID, with a COVID infection. And it might also be that your 
um, that uh, the general bloodstream to the ear might be a little bit more disrupted during the COVID-19 infection, and therefore you might also see an increase of tinnitus. But hey, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a tinnitus coach, not even a psychologist. So I'm not the, your go-to person to talk about this. It was just my personal opinion. <laughs> no, it's great to hear. I, I, I was just curious to see what, what people's thoughts are. How, how's, your tinnitus, how's your tinnitus now, Mike? It's gotten, it's been two months. So I, I, I tested negative on, on July 1st mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's gotten way better. You know, I, I always, yeah. I always say that and, and, and it's hard to say because is the tinnitus gotten better or is my perception of it gotten better? Like, yeah. uh, because if, if I sit here and like I have hearing aids, but if I sit here and listen, I yeah. can probably hear it, but yeah. so it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do know I, I do know that. Although I do notice, for example, for me, when I do get a spike, I do know that it's really it is higher and it is louder. Yeah. Um, uh, so I do know that. And and it could be that you know the inflammation markers are going back. And we know that if you're when your body has more things to do, right? More things to process. Yeah. Then, for example, that uh, could lead to 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 increased tinnitus, increased stress. Incre the body is stressed when you have a COVID-19 infection. No questions asked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that, that in itself. All right, guys. Um, I will start cooking up dinner for my wife um, <laughs> because she's in her German lessons right now. And uh, when she comes out of a German lesson, I want to be a good hubby and have dinner prepared for her. Um, but it's been fantastic. Uh, it's been a very long session today, um, longer than planned, but it's been good. And Mike, I also want to personally invite you to go check out uh, the MikeSenators.club community. Um, yes. It's uh, it, uh, absolutely for free for two weeks. And then afterwards, it's about, I think, $15 as the exchange rate is exactly the same at the moment. So if yeah. you if you are interested in joining that and seeing whether you, you can get a benefit out of that, it would be fantastic to see you there. And Good. yeah, for all of you guys, if you ever have any questions, um, my email is frida at outdrinktinnitus.com. I'm just going to put that in the chat. Um, and then you have my email address. If you want to send me an email, if you need any, um, any, any, anything, anything that you might need. Oh, no, it's everyone in the meeting I want to send this to. There we go. Um, yeah. So if you have anything that you need, any, uh, if you need a consultation, if you need a little bit of support, if you have a question around the MyTinnitus Club community, you're more than welcome to just um, send me an email. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm making sure to invite all of you guys again to the next uh, community meeting in uh, two to three weeks. Perfect. Then I wish you all a fantastic day, evening, night, whatever it is for you. Um, <laughs> it was great to see you. And it's fantastic to see all over the world people come together. And um, again, the message here is habituation is possible for every single one of us. Mike has confirmed that to us. And uh, Mike has uh, his experience and uh, you guys will experience we're all on the on a on 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 a different path, but uh, we're all on the same on in this in the same journey together. It was fantastic to have you all here tonight. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye, guys. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye for sure. Thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I hope there were some good strategies, tips and tricks and tools, and also just the general thought and sense of community. I hope I could really transport that because I'm very grateful about the community that we're building, um, a network of people supporting each other based on the values 
and uh, pillars of my coaching program that I have used to help hundreds of people worldwide live their absolute best lives by Tinnitus. And I think it's safe to say that um, I'm building a community that is not for me, right? So I'm not building this community for myself. I'm building this community for every single one of you out there struggling with tinnitus. So in that sense, um, everything that's left to do for me today is to wish you all the best, to invite you for a free trial to our community. Um, go and check that out at www.mytinnitus.club. Um, that's www.mytinnitus.club. You can get a free 14 days trial. There is tons of information in there. Um, you can go to outringtinnitus.com to find the next live Q&A meeting or go to tinnitus-guide.com to read my free tinnitus emergency guide where you can also find the link to our frequent live and online live events. Um, yeah, and I hope that it was valuable for you. I hope that um, this has helped and supported you in your individual path to habituation for any questions please reach out and send an email to frida at arteringtinnitus.com frida out now i wish you all the best and next week is the next episode with the second live community recording where we talk about tinnitus and cognitive behavior therapy in order to habituate faster all right guys hope you have a fantastic time cheers for tuning in goodbye Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.